world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. I sort of figured it would only be you diehards in here with us today. It truly converted here. It's sleep in morning, isn't it? It's really sleep in morning. In fact, I'm kind of messed up because, man, with the 4th of July falling on Tuesday and fireworks and all that stuff beginning on Friday night, man, I don't, whew, it'd been crazy. We've had fireworks around here every night, booming even away last. I don't know where, they, <laughs> I don't know where they were coming from. Of course, by the way, we've also had uh, natural fireworks. We had thunderstorms again. Last night, they were pretty amazing. We're going to probably get some more today. And don't forget, tonight at Sky High, those of you who are close and want to come and watch the Buckeye Lake fireworks display from high above the hill, looking out over the lake where the fireworks are about, uh, what do they call that, eye level? Uh, come, bring your own food, bring your own snacks, bring your own chair, bring your own whatever. And we'll go sit around and fellowship and watch the fireworks go off. Say, well, what time do we come, Coach? Well, I'd say... Anytime after what time, Michelle? Anytime after six o'clock. Come bring snacks. We'll have a little fire going. We'll have some great fellowship, and you're all welcome. We'll dot. We'll dodge the um, firework. I'm sorry, the thunderstorms, which are probably going to show up again tonight. So, just wanted to make sure you're all aware of that. I got to, man. I got a lot of stuff. I I hate weekends. I love weekends, but I hate weekends because of the amount of information that I gather over a weekend. And then I get up on Sunday morning and say, where, where do I go? Because things are changing so fast. Things are moving so fast that today's news is the old news tomorrow. Are you with me out there? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's happening. Things are happening so fast. And I want, I want this to show to be a little bit more of a revealing and an unveiling and an encouragement to you today that uh, we're winning. We're winning. Uh, real quickly, Bobby, is Bobby out there? Pull up. Uh, who got there? Jonathan this morning. Hey, Jonathan, pull up our calendar of events. Bob, the big camping thing going on. Yeah, I'm on the phone here. Coach. Okay, Bobby. That's okay. So we're throwing it up on the screen here, Bobby. So I, I saw, I was checking that out today, the email that you sent out. Uh, I was confused. It's my fault. I was confused. Tell people if they want to come to this thing, what do they have to do, Bob? Well, you need to, you need to call me or text me or email me and let me know you're coming. We still have a few camp uh, spots reserved. We got 10 uh, together to where we that's going to be the core uh, thing of where we're at operation so to speak and then across the road we got Fort Necessity that we're going to spend some time at which is literally the first battlefield led by George Washington at age 22 that kicked off the French and Indian so we're going to do that it's the training uh, the unapologetic Christian weekend stepping forward into the arena uh, without fear without hesitation John Diamond's going to be there speaking on um, appeal to heaven. Liberty Mail is going to speak about the church outside the church. We got to step outside of the cement of cowardice four walls to affect the, the the culture around us. So it's, there's going to be a lot of fellowship. There's not. I, I'm going to uh, speak a little, couple of times on a few different topics for a short period. It's not going to be speakers back to back. It's going to be a lot of fellowship, a lot of interaction at the campsite. Uh, call me, text me. Let's make it happen. Okay, Bobby. So I'm I'm still confused. Ten spots are already reserved. What if I want to come? Do I have to call, reserve my own spot? What do I do? Does, well, somebody, have, have a tent, does somebody have room in a tent that I can just crawl in their tent? Yeah, I'm sorry. Can you still hear me, Coach? Yes, yes. All right. So bring a tent if you want one of these tents. Like I said, we got three or four spots left. Outside of that, if um, you're going to have to call Bobby, do, Bobby, do they need to call and reserve a spot? No, they need to call me. Okay. And, and let me know 
that you're coming because we got 10 spots there. Don't call the campsite unless I tell you to. Unless, unless you're bringing your own campers, you got to call, get your spot, or you want a cabin or a little hut or something like that. But if you're going to do a camping spot, call me. Call the man, right? All right, call the man. So, Bobby, what if I just want to show up, which I am going to show up, uh, and jump in somebody's tent? Is there room for me to do that? Yes, you can do that. I mean, there's going to be, um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I mean, right now we got specific people that have reserved specific spots. Okay, yes, so people are agreeable. Yeah, people are agreeable, but right now it's better to call me or text me because it's only $42 a night, $84 for the weekend to make sure you got a spot, right? Let's start yeah. there and, and build out. Get a hold of Bobby. Get a hold of Bobby. Put uh, put that in the chat, Jonathan, if you can, especially even Bobby's number. Bobby's number's down there at the bottom of that. So uh, that's coming up here. Boy, time moves fast. It's coming up here in a few days. So, Bob, thanks for organizing that, and uh, it'll be it'll be a great week. I got a lot going on, man. It's busy. Whew. My, Mike Spalding, I don't even know. Have we put that on? Uh, is Mike Spalding's event on our on – our, pull up the calendar. Is it? Shame on me. We got to get it up there. Dr. Mike Spalding's having another Go Ye Therefore conference at the end of it's July already. I can't believe it. The last weekend here in July. And I'm going to have Mike on this week to talk about it. That's my fault. We'll get it up there for everybody. A little information overload, okay? Uh, hey, look, <clears throat> um, Coach, what are you going to say? I'm going to say this. I'm going to click right here first. Okay, look, hey, folks, the worm's turning. The worm's turning. And I want to, I want to, uh, I got several things I want to, yeah, let's talk about that. Leave that there, right there. Okay, uh, I don't. I want to. I want to go in depth, but I don't want to go too much in depth. As those of you know, we have been uh, we've been actively involved in a staking process. Some of it openly, some of it surreptitiously. Is that a word? Some of them unknowingly. And uh, you're looking at a, for lack of a better term a temple that was staked this weekend in Washington, D.C. And it's, it was more than just a staking. It's really, really a significant... Okay, let me let me back up a second here. I got about seven different directions I want to go, so I'm trying to, trying to hear where the Holy Spirit would have me go today. Uh, folks, uh, Washington, D.C. is a Luciferian city. It's a Luciferian design city. And I had some dots start to connect with me today. Go to my Facebook page. Go to my Facebook page real quickly. I didn't tell you anything about that, Jonathan. I'm sorry I didn't have that ready for you. I want you to see the picture of, of uh, <clears throat> Isaac right there. Good. I'm sorry. What a beautiful thing. Keep going. That's me. That, that, look at that rainbow over my daughter's house last night. Look at that thing. Is that unbelievable? <laughs> huh? She, she walked out, took a, took a picture of that one. Wow. Huh? Man, oh, man, oh, man. We had a storm last night. Uh, the worm's turning. That's, that's, that's the theme today. The worm's turning. Cool. Okay, there he is. Isaac Yoder. That's a, that's a guy who was just convicted. He wore that uniform. Didn't go, in, didn't go into the J6. He didn't go inside. He was there at J6. He didn't go into the Capitol. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, he did. He went in briefly. Went in. People stopped him and took pictures with him. He's one of the most sweethearted guys that you'd ever know. That's his wife and their three children. What a great, great guy Isaac is. And he just was found guilty of a couple different uh, uh, misdemeanors, whatever they were. And he's waiting two months now. He's got to wait to find out what his sentence is. And uh, uh, I couldn't figure out why they, why are they so, what the heck's the big deal about J6? Why would, why did they come out with such full force against all of us in J6? And all of a sudden it hit me. And Craig's making, are you out there today, Craig? Craig Mickle? I think he's out yeah. Okay, hang on, hang on. Some of this is starting to make sense to me. Hey, folks, do you understand? Do you understand that the Capitol building in particular is their bailiwick? It is their holy place. As we showed last week, I don't have it for you. What, what's under the rotunda no mention of Jesus Christ, no mention of Christianity. All these foreign 
entities, all these foreign gods, all these foreign whatever, they they graced the Capitol Rotunda. And I thought, my goodness, everybody showed up on January 6th. And what were they going to do? They were going to go back in and <clears throat> go back into the people's house and take back the people's house, only to find out it isn't the people's house, folks. It isn't the people's house. That was the message that they sent. It's not the people's house. It's a high demonic location. You think I'm crazy? Go ahead and laugh all you want to. They wanted to make sure that their high, what do we call it? Their high temple was not violated. Boom. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, I got some stuff today. I just don't have time to, I just don't have it to lay it out there. But I want you to open your eyes and understand a couple of things before I get Craig in there. Stay right here a second. <clears throat> Every great moral decision that everything that radically changed America. Yeah, Lord, stay stay with me here a second. Lord. Pull, I pull up for me, pull up for me the attachment that I sent you, Jonathan. It was a standalone attachment. I don't know what it's what it says on it. <clears throat> yeah, hold up here. This is important. This is what I spoke about real briefly this last weekend. I want you, I want you guys to follow a trend here, okay? United States Supreme Court. So in 1947, by a five to four vote in what was called Everson versus the Board of Education. The Supreme Court decided five to four that there was a separation between the church and state. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. You with me? Five to four vote. And 15 years later, as the Luciferians went to work behind the scenes, they had a decision called Engel versus Vital, 1962. And it said, no prayer in schools. By the way, same group of judges. 1963, two years later, by an eight-to-one vote, eight-to-one vote, Abington versus Shemp, the Supreme Court said Bible reading was against the law in school. Eight-to-one vote, eight-to-one vote. I'm trying to show you a slippery slope, and I'm going to show you a momentum switch, okay? Slippery slope. And then, based on all of this, based on the fact that there was a separation between the church and state. In other words, the, the U.S. government, the Luciferian U.S. government told us that Jesus Christ and the values and morals of Jesus Christ were no longer welcome in our nation. They threw them out. Okay, they took away Bible reading. They took away prayer. And then in 1973, they took away the right for a unborn baby to live. Are you following the pattern here? They said this is a secular nation, no more Christianity in here. And so they then began to line up for themselves judges just bang, 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 bang. Anybody lived through the turbulent 60s besides me? Huh? Make love, not war. If it feels good, do it. Anybody out there besides me? We're in the midst of this pendulum that was swinging. We didn't even realize it. And then in 1980, the Stone versus Graham, the Supreme Court cases said that the posting of the Ten Commandments in public buildings was somehow illegal. Do you understand this? Think, think about the depth of that, of a nation who had been established for 200 years. I'm talking about from the time, even longer than that, based on Christian principles, all of a sudden, boom, illegal, illegal to pray, illegal to read the Bible, illegal to post the Ten Commandments. Says who? Says who? By the way, here's what this decision said. Stone versus Graham, you ready for this? This is, this is, this is a quote from the decision. This is not a case in which the Ten Commandments are integrated into the school curriculum where the Bible may constitutionally be used in appropriate study of history, civilization, ethics, comparative religion, or the like. No, Abington School District for Shemp was a posting of religious texts on the wall, and it serves no such education function. Listen, if the posted copies of the Ten Commandments are to have any effect at all, it will be to induce the school children to read them, meditate upon them, and perhaps to venerate and obey the commandments. However desirable this might be as a matter of private devotion, it is not a permissible state objective under the Establishment Clause, which was created out of thin air in 1947 in Everson. Are you with? Is anybody, anybody tracking with me here? Do you see what they've done to us? See what they've done to us? So now here we are with a total, completely secular nation determined basically by the Warren Court, the same group of judges in the 60s, throughout Christianity, threw it out, overturning 
hundreds of years of Christianity in America. They threw it out. Secularism came in. And then what happened? Hmm. Worms started to turn. And just this last week, we now know, according to the United States Supreme Court, you don't have to bake a cake for a homo. We knew that all along, didn't we? Didn't we know that all along? You don't have to bake. You guys know this, right? You know these the Supreme Court decisions just came down. By yeah. the way, just like no right to abortion just came down, yet they're still killing babies. Why? Because our side has not raised up, risen up and demanded they enforce the law. That's why. That's why they're trying to pass a law to continue to kill the babies. And why are the lefties all upset? The lefties are all upset because we figured it out. And we said, oh, if we get control of the court, then we can rewrite some of these decisions. And they are mad as hell. They're mad as hell. We figured it out. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. They have shifted tactics. They're going to the legislature now. Are you following? Come on now. You've got to keep up on them. You've got to understand what's going on. And I want you to know this, that on the United States Supreme Court today, there are no, no evangelical Christians. Evangelical Christians make up about, well, I didn't get finished, did I? Huh? You don't have to bake a cake for homos. You don't have to do that anymore. What else don't you have to do? Wait a minute, where, where did I put it down? No affirmative action. No affirmative action anymore. You don't get into college just because you happen to be black or a Melungeon. You don't, you don't get that anymore. No, no. What else? What else? Where, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget them. And hey, hey, student debt has to be repaid. Student debt has to. Three big victories. Bang, 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 bang. bang. And the lefties are mad as hell. Look, look. Roe versus Wade undone. Huh? Affirmative action undone. You know what's next? You know what's next if we wake up? Gay marriage undone. Gay marriage undone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, not not civil union. If they say a man and a man has a right to, to have a contract between the two of them, that's one thing. You can't call it a marriage. You can't call it a marriage. And you can't demand that churches have to marry homos. Anybody with me out there? Anybody smell? Anybody see which way the pen is? Anybody see it? Huh? Oh, 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 oh yeah. 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 So you better know this. The other side, baby, they are upset. Oh, my goodness. Why? They lost their crown jewel. They lost their crown. God bless Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave us three judges that flipped the entire U.S. Supreme Court. Now, stay right there, man. Did you know right now on the U.S. Supreme Court, there are seven Catholics? Seven Catholics. Anybody out there besides me remember when John F. Kennedy couldn't get elected maybe because he was Catholic? Anybody remember that besides me? Hmm? Now there's seven Catholics on the U.S. Supreme Court. One Jew and one Protestant. And that's that new lady who's a liberal. She's part of some liberal denomination. She's a God-hating Christian. Amen? Amen? You with me? You tacking with me here today? Huh. So look at this. Look at this. I've been 33. Here's what's been on the Supreme Court in our lifetime. In the history, not no, in the history of the Supreme Court. 33 Episcopalians, 18 Presbyterians, 9 Unitarians, 5 Methodists, 3 Baptists, 2 Disciples of Christ, and a lone representative of other various denominations. William Rehnquist and William Day were the court's only Lutherans. Noah Swain was a Quaker. Some 15 Protestant judges did not appear to any denomination. The religious beliefs of James Wilson, one of the earliest justices, has been the subject of some dispute, as were the writings from various points of his life. As he seemed to be a Presbyterian or Anglican or Thomism or Deism, they didn't know. It's been deemed likely that he eventually favored some form of Christianity. Baptist denominations, other evangelical churches have been underrepresented on the court relative to the population of the United States and entirely unrepresented since the retirement of Harriet Blackman in 1994. No mainstream Christians on the United States Supreme Court since 1994. And in 1892, did you know this? Oh, I'm just full of history, aren't I? Holy Trinity versus the United States. The Supreme Court ruled. This is a Christian nation. 
So what are we saying? Stare decisis, the idea that previously decided decisions remain not necessarily true. See, that's what they were counting on. That's what the lefties were counting on, that you would believe that if, uh, if the Supreme Court rules that that's forever. Hey, no more affirmative action. No more. For, oh, we're winning, man. We're winning. We're winning. Amen. So why, was, so why was the storming of the of the Capitol so off limits? That is their power source. That's their bailiwick. Now, I want to connect with I see you guys want to get in there. Just hang in there with me a second. I want you to stop and think. The places that we've gone and we've staked. Uh, somebody out, can somebody out there help me? Places that we've gone and we've staked. Hey, listen, the enemy's watching right now. Uh, the FBI, Secret Service, they're probably watching right now. But we did it anyway. Doesn't matter. We already, we already did it. Why did we stake? Uh, yeah, we did, didn't we? The four corners of Washington, D.C. We staked that, didn't we? What else did we stake? Anybody know what else we staked? Anybody? Come on, come on. Godstones. Supreme Court. Godstones. Go, Tracy. The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. They don't even know we did that. Go ahead. What else did we stake? Massachusetts. What's that? Salem, Massachusetts. Salem, Massachusetts. Ah, the Washington Monument. Huh? Oh, yeah. The Masonic Temple in D.C. They don't even know we did it. We snuck in. We did it. They know now. FBI, they know now. What else? What else did we stake? State houses. State houses, the Capitol building we staked. What else? East Palestine. East Palestine. We staked. Chad went out and staked. What'd you what'd you stake out there, Chad? What'd you stake out there way out there in Texas? Chad must be asleep. We we staked the Serpent Mound. We staked, oh my goodness, what? And then Craig Mickles said today, this weekend, what's well, one one Craig? I don't know. Maybe I should have said it. It doesn't matter. Anyway, said, Coach, we got one more place we got to stake. One more place. So what? Oh, yeah, we got one more place. Throw that picture up there, John. Because this place got staked this weekend, too. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. Oh, yeah, it did. What? And what the Lord say, every such place you set your foot and you reclaim it for Christ. Boys and girls, the worm is turning. The worm is turning. As Christians are obedient to do what the Lord says to do. Go take authority. Go take dominion. Go do it. And we went and we did it. So this belongs to you, Lord. We anoint this property in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we invite Jesus Christ back to his rightful place. That's what we get to do. So we had a we had a group that snuck. I I hate to use the term snuck. Mm, oh boy, I got to throw this in there real quick. <clears throat> July fourth is a made up holiday, friends. Just like just like all the other holidays, Craig. I'm getting ready for you to come on in here if you want. Look, folks. I, uh, listen, I'm just telling you. Oh, okay. Let's. I'm, I want you to see this, okay? Start at the four-minute mark. Start at the four-minute mark. Hey, laugh all you want to. Laugh all you want to, okay? Now go back a little bit farther. It's right there. Hey, folks, that's the obelisk. The circles, those intertwining circles, hmm, I hate to tell you this, that represents a, oh, my God. I, do you have eyes to see it? Do you, have the see, do you have the eyes to see a penis? <laughs> That's what it is. Between a woman's legs. Do you have the eyes to see that, folks? You have the eyes to see it? Put just a 1.5 speed and just listen to this. Go ahead. And this this is the date when the, the, the date and time of the year, particularly at that point, that the sun was in alignment with Sirius. And, and at this particular time... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't get ahead of myself. I need Craig to get in and help us out. July 4th is a high, high. What do they call that? The location of the sun and the moon and the stars. July 4th is a high, high 
moment. And so the reason they chose July 4th, not July 1st, not July 2nd, not July 3rd, is because of the of the dark spiritual significance of the 4th of July. Oh, go ahead and play this. There's also another occurrence that happens. We'll get to that in a minute. But the the Declaration of Independence date is said to be this July 4th date. This is when the sun is in alignment with Sirius, and it makes this a particular occultic, Masonic, um, ritualistic holiday. So then you have the Washington Monument here, and when this was when this was built, the cornerstone was laid on July 4th, and it was Masonically laid, and it was on this same date when it's in the sun's in alignment with 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 Sirius. And this particular this particular structure, it's an obelisk, it's Egyptian, and the Egyptian obelisk always denotes sun worship. And then on the ground, you have these two circles that intersect where the the uh, the obelisk is or the Washington Monument is. You have these this, these intersecting circles. And this is also something else from the occult. And it said that the sun and Sirius in the sky, that they make this pattern. They make this pattern. They, they have these circular motions in the sky, and then they have this intersecting part. And so this, uh, this structure of the obelisk, it's always said to be a phallic symbol or a symbol of the male reproductive organ. And in occult sex magic, these two intersecting circles, the intersecting part in there, the little ov- ovular shape, um, that little part in there is recognized as the as the female opening. And so, what do we got going on here? So every year, our sun conjoins with the star Sirius at 13.5 degrees Cancer during the first week in July. That is seen, that is as it's seen from the Earth, the sun lies in front of Sirius, which lies at the same celestial longitude as the astrological sign of Cancer in the sky. Astrologically, a conjunction is the strongest subject strongest aspect celestial bodies can have. Interestingly, the major axis of the Earth's orbit is such that we are farthest from the Sun on July 4th and closest on July 3rd each year so that the beginning of our current calendar year, the Earth lies between the Sun and Sirius, culminates or climaxes at its high point in its nightly path and directed on the north-south meridian line at midnight and thus the midnight New Year's firework climactic explosions serve as the celebration of the meridian passing of Sirius as we pass between it and the sun, while the 4th of July celebrations express the explosive conjunction or divine union of our sun with Sirius. And so <laughs> this is taken from uh, Robert Wilkinson's information. Okay, this is, put, put this in the check. This, this, is, this is unbelievable, huh? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to get Craig in here, man, because I want him to talk about this a little bit, but I'm going to let Kevin come in real quickly. Go ahead, Kevin. All right, so just to back up what you're saying, in fact, I'm not even going to back it up. Nancy Pelosi's going to back up what you were saying, okay? The day after January 6th, she got up there and did a press conference so she could wag her little finger at all us little people for being naughty and, and coming and storming their Capitol. But she didn't refer to the Capitol building as the people's house. She referred to it as this great temple. This great temple. Oh. <laughs> so there you go, brother. Uh-huh. They didn't want us anyways near that great temple, did they, folks? Huh? Why? Because a spiritual coup has taken place. Go ahead, Judah. Coach, <laughs> for people, this is like, one of, again, one of those things when you play uh, the pinball machine and you, <laughs> you, you rock it and it goes to the tilt section and you're like, yep. game over. <laughs> people's brains just can't accept it but you go back before gosh was it 1792 you know we had another capital and that gotten taken over and they built the capital in dc and the 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 dates and the times and the fourth of july people when they when you start to understand what this group this luciferian group did actually coach this is funny uh, that situation I dealt with, <laughs> what really blew off the, the Roman candle to the topic was when I called the chairman of the board of that company that were that you know of. Uh-huh. He yelled at me for going into the, you know, the, all right, we won't say that. He yelled at the people for going into the crypt and said, you're not allowed in the holy ground. And it, in my head, I was like, what in the world is he talking about? And lo and behold, these guys, that crypt is their belief for the raising of Luciferians, dude, dude the, the Antichrist. But if you go back to like hmm. 
you know, the staking of what you guys did, look at the address. 1733 North 16th Street. These guys literally, they're screaming because Christians are taking back their their rightful place Amen. in this country yeah. today. Amen. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. No, no, no. Hey, hey look, I got to show you this. Pull up number nine. Did you, what, did you ever ask yourself, here's what I always thought, fireworks, fireworks. Oh. Fireworks, right? Uh, the bombs bursting in air. That's what I thought. Why Why do we have fireworks? Why do we have fireworks? Well, wouldn't you know that we have fireworks because of an exploding star that was discovered? Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Come on. Huh? Oh, yeah. Let's make that a little bit bigger. The crab nebula is a supernova remnant. It's what's left of an exploded star. So it's a vast expanding cloud of gas and dust surrounding one of the dense objects in the universe. Hey, this is tinfoil hat stuff. Stay with me. Chinese astronomers noticed the sudden appearance of a star blazing in the daytime sky on July 4, 1054. It likely outshone the brightest planet, Venus, was temporarily the third brightest object in the sky after the sun and moon. 1054! This guest star, the exploding supernova, remained visible in daylight for some 23 days. And at night, it's shown near Tianguan, a star now called Zetatari in the constellation of Shah for nearly two years. Then it faded away from view. And the supernova erupted, and the Crab Nebula formed about 6,500 light years old. So anyway, folks, huh? Bombs bursting in air is this thing. It's this supernova thing exploding. You get it? You get? Oh. Oh, my goodness. I got so much more stuff to show you guys. I got so Keep much going, more. coach. Pull up Katy Perry. Did you know? Hey, did you guys know? Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Craig, I'm ready for you. Come in here. Get ready, Craig. Did you guys know this? Uh, oh, my goodness. Where, where, where is it, coach? Did you, number four? Number four? Do you know they're still doing coordinate coronations? Huh? Do you know that the king, the king's getting him a new sword? By the way, uh, for all you prophecy nuts, that corresponds with uh, Revelation uh, six, isn't it? Revelation six. Pull that up for me real quickly. You know, you guys know that I don't like to. I'm, I'm not in. I'm not in big. I'm not into that big stuff. You guys know that, right? I'm not into it. But look at this. Look, uh, and there's uh, no. Is that keep going down there? Because it's going to say keep going. Uh, great. Yeah. Oh. 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 And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say. Come and see in the hell. Now, where was it? Where is it, Craig? There it is. 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 Great sword. Great sword. And I looked and behold a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was death. And hell followed him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, with huge and with hunger, and with beasts of the earth. And when the fifth seal was open, where was this? I'm, I've lost it. The king gets a new sword. The King Charles just got a new sword. They're getting him a new sword. Okay, get out, get out. I blew that one, blew that one. I'll find it later. Bring Carrie, Katy Perry back up. Bring Katy Perry back up. What's Katy, what the hell's Katy Perry doing at the King's coronation? Huh? Oh, yeah, Katy Perry. Go and She's play one of the brides of Satan's, by the way. Yeah, come and play this. By the way, mom and dad are asking. This is the King's inaugural. The King's inaugural. King's coronation looks like King's Island. I guess that I forgot I had a 
choice I let you push me past a breaking point I stood for nothing So I fell for everything You helped me down when I got up Already pushing off the dust You hear my voice, you hear that sound Like I'm gonna shoot me around You helped me down when I got up Get ready cause I've had enough I see it all, I see it now I've got the the king of england have at his coronation some woman from america singing about oh my goodness oh my goodness this stuff this stuff is deep oh i got so much i got i got one more thing i got one more thing craig are you out there yes sir. okay i got one more thing pull up number three it's going to make some of you mad. I don't care. I, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. I, I'm connecting the dots for you. You can connect them if you want to. Yeah, you want to. I got. Th- I, I was thinking, Lord, what's going on? What's going on? Merrick Garland. Who's Merrick Garland after? Does anybody know who Merrick Garland's after? Anybody know who Merrick Garland is after? By the way, they wanted to put him on the Supreme Court. You remember that? They wanted yeah, to put him on. They wanted to put him on the Supreme Court. Remember? They did. They wanted to. They didn't. Right. Well, who's he after? He's after Christians, Coach. He's after Christians, isn't he? He's after Christians. Why well, scroll down here? Scroll down a little bit, Spencer or Jonathan, right there. Merrick Garland was born 1952 in Chicago. His mother Shirley was a director of volunteer service at Chicago's Council for the Jewish Elderly. His father, Cyril Garland, headed Garland Advertising, a small business run out of a family home. Garland was raised in a conservative Judaism. The family name had been changed from Garfinkel several generations earlier. His grandparents left the Pale of Settlement in the Western Russian Empire in the early 20th century, fleeing anti-Semitic pogroms in what is now... Oh, would I be... Would I be out of line to say that Merrick Garland comes from a Christ-hating lineage? Would anybody think I'm wrong to say that? Would anybody out there think I'm wrong to say that? Mm. Mm. Connect the dots. He was appointed by Bill Clinton, his first job. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on, ain't there, folks? A lot going on. And you know what's going on? We're winning. We're winning, see? We're winning. So now the left, this, I want to warn you of this. Things are really, really dangerous right now because they know they are screwed. Why? 6-3 Supreme Court. They could poison Clarence Thomas and still 5-4. They'd have to poison two of them, Right? Do you, do you guys see what's going on? Are you going back with me to what I just re- read at the beginning, talking about the appointment, how how uh, Everson versus the Board of Education, and then, and then no prayer in schools, and no Bible reading in schools. Remember this, for every action, there is what? For every action, what is there? Reaction. No, no, not just a reaction. An equal no, no. and opposite reaction. There's an equal and opposite reaction. So the pendulum, my friends, is beginning to swing back. It's beginning Amen. to swing back. So what? So look, see, we need to have a strategic plan. Where are all the lawsuits now being filed against the discrimination of Christians, as particularly white Christian males, when the Supreme Court now ruled that you can't do that? You can't discriminate against somebody based on race. Where are those? Are, are the Christians going to rise up and do that? Where are the Christians going to rise up and push back for equal time at the table in our public schools? Transgenderism they can bring in. They can bring all this hellish stuff in. No Christianity. When are we going to stand up and pull? Hey, folks, Anthony Scalia was murdered. Hey, folks, the pendulum is beginning to swing. Oh, yeah, it is. So what does that mean? It means we're really, really in a dangerous time right now. We're in a very, very dangerous time. 
Following retirement of Paul John, John Paul Stevens in 2010, the court had an entirely non-Christian composition for the first time in history. Neil Gorsuch was the first member of a mainline Protestant denomination to sit on the Supreme Court since Stevens retired in 2010. A girl doesn't even have a normal name. is a non-denominational Protestant part of some liberal, leftist, God-hating church. The worm is turning. Come on in, Jack. Okay, I'm done for this morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of the most out-of-the-box people you you know. Um, and it just dawned on me that although I'm very glad that affirmative action is gone, why didn't we use affirmative action to force an evangelical Christian onto the Supreme Court? We don't know how to fight. Jack, I've been, screaming, I've been screaming they're that coming for us. 15 years I've been screaming that. Where's the evangelical fish? We're... we're... We're 60% of the American population. Where's our representation on the Supreme Court? Watch watch the Supreme Court right now. Be very cautious. They're, like you said, Coach, they are a very wounded animal, and they are going to fight. They will fight as dirty as possible. There's no such thing as a fair fight, people. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And remember this. Their power has been seized. They had the Supreme Court. They had it. They had it for how long? Now they don't have it anymore. And the way they the way they gave us all of this deviancy all across America was through the courts, not through the will of the people. You see it? You guys tell me you're picking it up, okay? Tell me that you see what's going on. You understand what's going on. And so we now, because of this, we need I'm gonna make this prediction. The next thing to fall, homo marriage. It's it, folks, it has to fall. It has to fall. But why? Somebody has to bring a lawsuit. Somebody, you say, Coach, what about the Brunson brothers? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Worms turning. Myra, go ahead. Coach, thank you, Holy Spirit, for um, leading us into all truth. Um, Jonathan, I will be reading from Psalm 82, 1 through 5. God bless you, Jonathan. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked, Selah? Defend the poor and fireless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. That's a government. They're in the hands of the wicked government. They know not, neither will they understand. Nope. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of curse. They sure Hallelujah. Huh? There's a shift going on, folks. I feel it, huh? I feel that pendulum swinging. I feel, it's, I feel it swinging. But we're not smart enough, still not smart enough to understand exactly what it is <clears throat> that's going on. Judah, you had your hand up. Come on back in. Sorry, I was just going to say, Coach, this is a, for people, next-level awesomeness. <laughs> Thank you for doing this show. That is awesome. <laughs> hey, you shall know the truth, and the truth, if you know it, will make you free. It's going to make we'll us set free. You, we'll set you free. <laughs> That's right. huh? So now that we understand that Washington, D.C. is a demonic, Luciferian stronghold, this stuff ought to begin to make some sense to us. We ought, to be, we ought to begin to see. See, we're falsely under that government. We're false. We're not under it. We have the illusion of being under that Washington government. We're not. We're not. That, that, it's not us. That's not us. It's all being revealed to us. Jack. Yeah, January 6th was four years late. See, we're not ready. We're not ready to take advantage of a good situation. Trump, Trump's inaugural speech should have triggered us to go to D.C. the next day and reoccupy the house that he said was given back to us. But we waited four years till there was a crisis to lose. That's right. That's right. And then what they do, then they arrested us because nobody's allowed to go into that holy temple. No one is welcome. And folks, look at me. That's not the people's house. It's a lie. 
It's not the people's house. We can go all we want to to go back and try to take that thing back. Friends, are you looking at me? That is not the people's house. It's the Luciferian, Masonic brethren's house. They're the one. Oh, think I'm wrong? Okay, pull up number eight. Pull up Tom Horn. And then I'm going to have you put this in the chat and read it to your heart's content. Because Tom Horn, I don't know if you guys know who Tom is, he's been screaming this forever about Washington, D.C. Got it, Jonathan? Number eight. Look at this. This was written in 2010. Tom Horn's a warner. It's going down, domes, obelisks, magic squares, going down, going down, going down, going down. I want you all to read. All you got to read. All. Stop right there. Oh, go back up. You need to enlarge that picture? Tom Horn told us in 2010, high degree al- alchemical binding, loosing utility, ancient magical obelisk of Os- Osiris within the circle. There's the demonic connections. 666 magic. Did you know it's 666 tall? Did you know that? All of it? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Did you know what's inside of it? No, because you got to, I'm going to put in the chat and you got to read what Tom Horn wrote back in 2010 about Washington, D.C. Can you go back, Jonathan? Can you go back to the first picture we had up of the vagina and the penis of the Washington Monument? Of the Washington Monument. So we, where was that? You'll find it. You're smarter than me. Oh, I was in that video. That's right, but don't worry about that. Scroll on down. Scroll on down. <clears throat> Go. No, stay right where you are. Scroll on. There it is. Ah! 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 Where's Craig? Yeah, Craig, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Come on in, Craig. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so the Lord's put, you know, July 4th uh, in my on my radar here about the last three or four weeks. And so if we're not fighting against flesh and blood, who are we fighting against? All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We tend to look very horizontal, um, you know, but I'm looking vertical. Okay. What does this represent? This represents Egypt. When you read, when you read about Moses, you're reading about 10 plagues against 10 spiritual gods. Okay. Ra was one of them. We talked about that during, um, Phoenix, remember, and the uh, uh, Super Bowl, what, what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they're giving us iconic things and uh, uh, through entertainment and stuff like that to tell us what is going on in the spiritual realm that's, that's getting ready, in my opinion, to manifest. Okay. So anyways, this goes back to what, uh, you know, Isis and Osiris and Osiris was killed by his brother, Seth, and he was cut into pieces, right? But they couldn't find the missing penis, all right? And so this obelisk represents this. And then and so she, they found all of his body parts, but they could not find his penis. Correct, right. And, and so this represents this. And so Isis has sex with this uh, symbol and has a son, and it's regeneration. It's rebirth. It's, it's this, okay? Hey, Craig, Craig, hang on. Hey, folks, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it, okay? This is the kings of this earth conspiring against the Lord and his anointed. You don't have to believe it. Go ahead. Well, it's not really what you have to believe. It's what they believe. So let's understand yeah, what they believe yeah. and, and see if there's something, uh, you know, we're not believing this is most high God. We're, we're believing this is this is uh, 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 fallen entities trying to communicate with mankind, all right? So we're, we're trying to get into their mindset to understand how does this fit into the Bible if it even does, okay? So what this ties into and what's very important, okay, that we really didn't miss is, okay, this star Sirius. The star Sirius is the brightest star, okay? Who is Lucifer? Oh, morning star, okay, fall, okay. So we're starting to see some of this uh, stuff tie into what the Bible is. And what happens is uh, Sirius, okay, which is Sirius Radio, all right, hooks into where it starts becoming the morning star. It actually kind of goes away from our night sky uh, in end of April, but it starts showing up right around. Guess what? The uh, June solstice. Oh, Lucifer, star of the morning, isn't that what it says, Craig? Right. Well, around July third, fourth, it starts being. 
it starts coming in the morning. Okay. Instead of an evening star, it's a morning star. Okay. And this also happens to be when the Nile River starts to flood before they built the Answan Dam. Okay. So the water raises up along the Nile 40 feet. Okay. 40 feet in elevation, right? This is the fertility part of it. Okay. So this is how the Egyptians reconciled uh, fertility, you know, food, all these types of, this all happens around July, uh, uh, July 3rd and 4th. Also, yeah. you know, depending on your flat earth, whatever, that this is the longest distance that we are from the sun. All right. So Mark talks about magnetic way lines on earth. I talk about magnetic way lines out above earth. Okay. And this is what happens when you talk about this event that happened in the year 1054. Okay. 1054, uh, this supernova, a star explodes and it's so bright. You can see it for 23 days during the day. You can look, you want to talk about signs in the heaven. If Jesus said there'll be signs in the heaven, you look up and you see in the daytime scar this 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 exploded star, and for 653 nights in the year 1054, you can see it at night. It sticks out. Chinese astronomers have this recorded, and it happens on July 4th. Why July 4th? This is a okay. When the Bible talks about the windows of heaven being open up, think of it windows of spiritual enhancement portal times. Okay. And so we have these these times when July 4th is this period of spiritual renewal, so to speak, that 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 they can transcend into into our world. OK, why did CERN find the God particle on July 4th, 2012? Don't they use the big magnet in there? And didn't they find the God particle? Why did they kick up to July 5th last year to their highest power level. See, they didn't have the power that they did in July 12th, and they brought in three new par- particles. And then the very next day, J- July 6th, the Georgia Guidestones fall down. Why did that happen? Okay. Why, See, is, the king, why is the king getting a new sword today? Well, he he's getting his, he's getting his on July 5th, okay, after our July 4th, right? So uh, what I'm just trying to say, there's too many things that are built around this time to just ignore it and say, well, you know, fooey, fooey. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when we go and we look at our, our country, right. Uh, the, uh, uh, declar- uh, independence, right. What it was just being drafted and they don't even know if it was drafted that day that they all right. kind of came together. You know, Nothing like, happened on July 4th. The third. Nothing happened on July 4th. Right. Okay. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, is there's something with our founding. I believe it ties into this being the new Atlantis and for these gods to come in. This is what Jonathan Cahan's book is about. If you read his book, this is all tying this in together. So my take on it is, see, Lucifer has a hand and he has a lot of fingers. The Masonic connection is is one of those fingers. It's not the only finger, but it's, you know, your thumb is probably one of your most important of your five digits. Okay. I would say they're probably the thumb. (laughs) Okay. And uh, there's other parts. So that's that's the July 4th thing. Now, what's really unusual, Coach, and this is people can look this up. I'll put it in the chat. A gentleman by the name of A.A. Allen and doesn't fare well for our country. Okay. On July 5th. Of, 1050, uh, of 1954, 900 years to the date when this star exploded, had a vision of America being attacked mm. and overcome. <laughs> now, this is the real thing. This is the last kicker, and I'll stop it because we can keep going. And it, it's a long noodle, but it's already been made. The point has been made. If you go from the year 1054 to 2023, that's 969 years. The oldest man in the Bible was Methuselah. He lived 969 years before Stop the it. came. Stop it. Stop that. Stop that. Wow. Jeff Klein, come on in, Jeff. Coach, you got to share an update. You know, two years doing the school board meetings, all this woke agenda, the corrupt demonic government controlling our schools. Well, I just read yesterday, we had a, and I've heard the inside scoop on it, but Remember the uh, old superintendent there at East Knox? He shut you down when you was addressing the enemy because they don't want to. They don't want to make the enemy mad. You don't want to rock the boat. Well, he just resigned. <laughs> <laughs> Good, huh? 
So here's what went down. Supposedly, the woke agenda was rearing up there in the school. He went and addressed it with a student What was who was creating some kind of havoc. I'm going to find out more. He told the kid, he, I guess he just blasted him. He said, you shut up, get back to your classroom, or you're going to jail. He just had enough. Now, I met with him about a year ago for an hour for breakfast. He is these one of these that claim to be a Christian, but they're all scared. They're spineless. They are cowards. He's not a bad guy, but he is living in fear, running that school as a superintendent. So he went to the board at a special meeting just here a couple weeks ago. None of the board members, they're supposed to be Christians. None of them would back him. He said, I resign. I'm tired of this bull crap. He's like, he laughed. My old buddy Dave Klontz told me this a long time ago. When all the shooting starts, make sure all the enemies in front of you. Yep. Now now I'm going to go see him. I'm going to go meet this new interim superintendent. Or just start off on him right. You know what I mean? Yeah, keep after him. Got to roll, Jeff. (laughs) Pastor Clint. Coach, I just seen a few minutes ago, AOC was on on the TV, and I, I said, huh, he was talking about the Supreme Court. And I turned it up, and she was, you could see the fear in her eyes, talking about the Supreme Court and said, oh, if we don't do something, uh, basic human rights is going to be, uh, yep. um, you know, done away with. And then she talked about the, the, the LBT, whatever it is. And, and I, it just hit me. Coach, Deviant. we are winning. We we're are right. winning. They are, right. I we're winning. Fear in that woman's eyes. Yes. It, it, it was awesome. So I thought the program was very uh, prophetic this morning for what I saw. Amen. Amen. Keep looking. Folks, we're winning. We're winning. Quit looking around. We're winning. No affirmative action. Got college students got to pay their own bills. Are you kidding me? You don't have to bake cake for homos. Are you kidding me? We knew this, didn't we? We knew this. It's a return of sanity. Question. What's the church going to do with it? Clay. Yeah, the Sound of Freedom movie starts today, Coach. Uh, yep. uh, child trafficking, human trafficking. Uh, this is going to bring awareness to it. So just want, And I'm not celebrating America this year. July 4th, I'll be, I'll be concentrating on praying for the for this movie and and participating in that, but I'm disgusted with uh, the the political prisoners being in the the gulag, That's and right. people are still dressing up in their American colors and going out and watching firecrackers. Amen. And I'm nobody, not, not nobody that I've encountered, is talking about the political prisoners anymore. Number eleven, get that up there real quick. Number eleven, I got to run. Got to run. Get number eleven up there, huh? I said this the other day, a week ago, two weeks. Ago. Look, I'm not bragging. I'm not. I'm just telling you the truth. Hey, folks, they're eating themselves. Do you understand that transgenderism killed feminism? Do you understand it? Do you understand transgenderism killed feminism? Play this. I'm going to say this again for some of you. Feminism paved the way for the trans agenda. None of this would have been possible without feminism. And I know that ticks off the old school feminists who say, we're fighting against this. I know you are. But that doesn't mean you didn't unknowingly or otherwise support the movement that led us to this, which is where womanhood is all but meaningless and anyone who feels like a woman can be one. Feminists, you have repeatedly denied the differences between men and women. You have destroyed the differences between us. You have eviscerated traditional gender roles on the basis that they were formed in socialization rather than in biology. You have made women into second-rate men. You have encouraged Mm. women to see our most powerful asset, our ability to give life, as an avenue through which we are oppressed rather than the avenue through which we find liberation and fulfillment. And the worst way in which you have done this, feminists, is via abortion. Feminism lies. Feminism tells women that ripping apart limb from limb our own offspring inside ourselves is a right and that it's health care. And now you're mad, feminist, that a man can slap on some makeup, maybe shoot up some estrogen, call himself a woman and demand the right to be treated as such. And we all call that gender affirming care. Feminists, you invented hiding behind euphemisms. You invented demanding a right that isn't there. You invented slapping the label health care on something that is anything but. You dove us headlong into the sexual revolution and you thought you could draw the line of where it ends. Turns out you can't. You forced open the door for womanhood and women to be meaningless and for men to be better than you at both. 
Men are better at being a woman than a woman is. That's what feminism gave us, isn't it? Is that Boom. It? Is that it? Men are now better wow. women than women. Can you say Amen. Bud Light? Can you say Bud Light? Oh my Amen. Goodness. Please oh, put that okay. one in the chat. Huh? Go ahead, Mark. Go. Put it in the chat. Yeah, put that one in the chat. Hey folks, we're winning. Randy, quickly, go. Coach, this is what it looks like in the Old Testament when God said, "Let them. I'm going to let them turn on each other, and they're going to kill themselves." That's How right, many times did He do that? Army. Gideon's a army. They killed each other. This is a picture of that, Coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. see, I, I've been people have been laughing at me all weekend because I said, "Look, affirmative action." I posted it on Facebook. Should have put me in the. I should be playing for the New York Yankees. The average American male, average American male is five foot nine. I'm about five foot six and a half on a good day, right? Look, I was pretty good. I was a really good baseball player. I was a really good base. I was good enough to play baseball for the New York Yankees, but I wasn't big enough. And they discriminated against me because I wasn't big enough. Well, they say, well, coach, you have to be big to play in, in major league sports. You have to be big, strong, and powerful. I know that's discrimination. Do you, folks, do you see it? It's everywhere you look. You could pick anything you want to. You were discriminated against. You couldn't be in Playboy magazine. You were too fat. Were you discriminated against, right? Huh? Oh, my goodness, folks. This thing has been everywhere, and they just stabbed it with its steely knife. They just can't kill the beast. We're winning. God bless America. See some of you tonight. Rest of you tomorrow.